0: Put in the work, put in the work ethic, and by 22, I became the youngest financial advisor in Barclays in the country. Wow! This is this is this is the background of having four GCSEs, a CDE at college, and a third class at university.
1: As you all know, I love connecting with authentic, real people, and my guest today. ...fits perfectly into why as an everyday leader. He's a qualified financial advisor. He's worked in financial services for what, 15 years... ...for Barclays, HBus, HSBC and West. You know, you've seen him in Times and Telegraph and The Sun... ...on the BBC Radio, on ITV, on BBC and Channel 4... when the accolades, you know. And while doing all of that, he's a happily... ladies, happily, you know, happily married man. So, so stay away, or father of four... <laughs> and he runs he runs his own company the manifest and he's also an international speaker emmanuel how are you doing my brother
0: yo my bro i'm good how are you man thank you for having me it's it's a, it's a lovely intro and i'm happy to be here
1: well, it's uh it's an absolute pleasure man I mean, it's been it's been great watching you snatch people's edges on, on social media <laughs> it's, it's such a it's such a lovely way but you're, the message is on point But the reach and the influence of the way you do it, I was like, man, this is this is my kind of (laughs) kind of person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man, I love it. It's it's my style, I guess. um And sometimes I feel like, especially with stuff like finance, where people feel like they can't relate to it, it doesn't make sense to them. They run away from it. It's about making it as relatable as possible. Knowing your audience, I think that's something that's so important. Like, I know that my style or my videos are not going to reach everyone, but they're going to reach who I want them to reach. Like the audience that I'm speaking to, like the style, like the delivery and they learn from it so that's what's most important and I think that's a lesson that I had to learn and hopefully people can learn quicker than me that you know forget trying to please everyone like you can't please everyone just know who you're speaking to and keep speaking to them
1: how did you actually learn that lesson when you stepped into this because it's it's finance like you said the industry is very stiff and I'm saying this as a ex accountant, so yeah. I'm, <laughs> I could talk about it, it's interesting yeah. very stiff, but you came in a different different form. So how was that process for you?
0: Yeah, I mean for me it was about again it's it's all learning, but I guess who engaged with my content, like and then and it was black women, like black professional women were, were the ones that engaged. Like I used to do seminars that like when I first started um, and I used social media just to advertise the seminars and then people would turn up. And when people turned up, like obviously at the beginning it was quite empty, but when people did turn up, it was mainly black women. And then they would learn so much. Like I remember my first seminar I had about eight, nine people in there, but about six of them were black women. They loved it. They went and bought three or four tickets for their friends to come to the next one. Like so, their friends couldn't miss it, and then they come, and then they were like, "Oh well, someone's bought tickets for me." I'm. Like, By the time I got to the fourth one, it was packed. like I was selling out in in a couple of days because the word of mouth, and and that has been consistent in regards to me growing my platform, in regards to who I do one to ones with. I know my audience. I know who who I'm speaking to. I know who who relates to it. And obviously, the man them, they, they love the thing, but they're not as engaged in regards to, they won't turn up to seminars, they don't book one-to-ones, they just, they're just just in the comments. The man in the comments <laughs> vexed, do you know what I mean? They're in the comments defending themselves. Um, so, yeah, but it's like, black women are, are, are really here, they're doing their thing and obviously, they you know, right now, we're at a place where black women are probably out-earning, you know, out-earning black men or their their income is growing at a faster pace than, than black men and so, they are for now, for real? Yeah, 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 so they are now at a point where they, they have to make different decisions because again this, is, this can be quite intimidating for a lot of men it can be quite intimidating and, you, and women have always I guess especially culture wise you feel oh I should wait for my husband before I get married like now you just got to do your thing because you can't wait anymore you know there's so many different issues out here so you've got to do what's right for you and so these are the type of conversations they're having and we're just getting them invested in, we're getting them buying property and doing their thing
1: oh, I love that and before the before the workshops came, mm. there was a, a younger Emmanuel who living in looking at Canary War, yes, looking at that vision, yeah. saying that's what I wanna do. Yeah. Like let's 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 go back to that younger manual and like, tell me about that, that vision that you had from a young age
0: yeah so i mean i grew up in tower hamlets east london and um on a council estate in a place called lamb house um which is right next to canary wolf actually shares the same postcode so um e14 so um imagine being on a council estate living in poverty poverishing environment um living in poverty um and yet you share a postcode with one of the richest places where literally there are millionaires and billions being made on a daily basis um it's it's a mad a mad 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 existence um and so for me like being the first born, like I'm Nigerian, my parents are Nigerian, they were born in Nigeria, they came here. I'm the first in my family to be born in, in, in the UK. So when you're the oldest child, it's one pressure. And then when you're the first to be born, like, oh Lord, in the in in <laughs> in the in the UK now, it's like, you've got to go and lead. You've got to go and set examples. I've got two younger sisters and, you know, my parents, all they understood was education. It's It's education, education, education. That's all they know. And so, I wasn't doing well in education. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like I was, I was doing well in sports. I was doing, like, and my parents wouldn't come to my gate. What did I come here to play? Did I come like? Do you know what I mean? Like when you try to invite them to come I'm and what? You, you want me to take time off work to watch you play game? You think I come all the way from the village to the UK to watch you play? <laughs> <laughs> so they, did, they couldn't grasp it. Now, parents are taking their kids to football at like, one years old and two years, like, do you know what I mean? The second they come they're they're putting something in their hand or getting them into sport. But them times, it was like, it's a game. Like, they, they don't do games. They didn't respect games. Do you know what I mean? So, so for me, it was like, okay, cool. I'm doing this sporting. But my mum always used to tell me, you know what, know, you're my pension. Me, I didn't even know what pension was at the time. But my mum has always said, no, you're my pension, you're my pension. So I knew there was a responsibility and there was a pressure that I had to, I had to make money. I had to succeed because my mum is relying on me. Like this woman did, was doing, doing dinner lady just so she could be at home by the time we get home and stuff like that. You know, standing in the kitchen all day, then come home, stand in the kitchen again. To, do you know what I mean? It's like she did all she could for us. Um, and so I was like, you know what? i will never. I'll never forget this. I'll make sure I look after this woman. Do you know what I mean? So, I. Uh, but my mum. She. We get on really well. I'm a mummy's boy. Most most Nigerian men will tell you they're very close to their mum. So I'm i I'm a mummy's boy. Like I'm, I, me and my mum were very close, especially being a first child and, and all of that stuff. So we're very close. And I remember, if you left the light on in the kitchen, yeah, Jeez. it was it was a big deal. Like. I'm talking a big, deal. and when I tell, like, when I tell my, like, when I tell like my white friends and my white colleagues at work, like, they just don't get it. It's not some, like, it's just, do you know what I mean? The,
1: the, the, like, what? Like, oh, it's what's a lie. It's a lie.
0: What's going on. Like, do they even off their light till they go to bed? Do you know what I mean? The light is on <laughs> if there's anyone in there or not. But when you come from, like, when you know that your that gas bill, that electricity bill is is serious, you're trying to make savings as much as possible. So when you're suffering to make your money, anything that is using your money becomes a problem, like mm. it becomes a problem, and so, mom we. I got one light, not like now, yeah. You got lights underneath the cabinets, you got light, but like we got spotlights, you got light. We're talking one bulb in the kitchen, one. And if I left that light on, my bro, when I tell you, she will scream out the whole house. Mom. like she would drag man's whole name like you start running sorry mom so you don't even know what you've done you're just apologizing on the way for so just hoping that you don't get beat you left the light on boom 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 three slaps you don't even know where they've come from you're just defending you're just defending yourself and i used to think for light then i will go to bed and then i'll look out the window eight o'clock nine o'clock dark and I see Canary Wolf and the buildings there, 100 floors, all the lights are on. I said, God forbid. I said, I cannot, I, I must make it over there. I must make it. And people always say, say, well, but why? Like, because obviously Tower Hamlets, everyone can, if you live in Tower, you can see. Even if you don't live in Tower Hamlets, if you live in like neighbouring community, you can see Canary Wolf like, from a distance. You can see it from your window. And people always say, how come, you were inspired and other people are not, never took the same inspiration. And I always say there's a difference between sight and vision. And for me, I had a vision. And for other people, they have sight. So somebody will see wood and somebody else will see table. Like it's, do mm. it's you understand? And for me, when I looked out of that window, I didn't just see a building that somebody else belongs in and somebody else works in. I saw my future. Jeez. And so like at thirteen, fourteen, I said to myself, listen, i got to be in that building. I've got to get in that building. And I said to myself, I'm going to get in that building and I'm going to look back at my estate. You know, I used to watch them Rocky films and that you, that's just playing in my mind in the back. Like, I've got to get there. Like, and, and boy, that was me. That was my, I didn't know how. Did not have, remember I'm, my parents are first here. They ain't got no connections. They ain't got no friends. They ain't got no one doing it. And sometimes I think we don't dream big. Mm. We dream within our reality. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So we dream what, with what we feel is realistic to where we are in our place of life. And for me, from young, I've always just dreamed big. I've, I've always said, listen, I don't know how, but this is what I want to do. And so, lucky for me, Put in the work, put in the work ethic, and by 22, I became the youngest financial advisor in Barclays in the country. Wow! This is this is this is the background of having four GCSEs, a CDE at college, and a third class at university. And I always say this when I go and talk in schools, not to belittle education, but to understand that when you are walking in your purpose, these things cannot hold you back. Sometimes we allow these things to be excuses as to why we cannot achieve. And the only person that is stopping you from achieving is you, is you, you are the block to yourself. You have limited yourself. So if you limit yourself, why should anybody open up and give you freedom and give you opportunity? If you are living within your limits. Wow.
1: That's so many things that you just spoke about right now. When you talk about purpose, power, vision, vision, absolutely just blew my mind and it's great to hear and there's a there's a curiosity and a question that comes up for me that with those GCSEs Mm -hmm. and university degrees and all of that how did you stay on track with that vision when your current reality is saying that Raw, I, I haven't got the grades, and people are saying I need to get the grades. But yet, you're still on track with that with that vision. Like that's what I said I'm gonna do when I was at like 14. I'm looking at Canary Wharf
0: and that's the vision I'm still heading towards, regardless of what's going on with me. Mentorship and accountability. Okay, when I was at school, I had this teacher, Mr. Barry. I still talk to him till today. Still today, I still I give talks at his at his school, like and tell tell people about like Mr. Barry. Mr. Barry is a white guy. um but he used to be um, a PE teacher. And uh, me and my boys, we used to go to school early in the morning and we used to play basketball. That was our thing, basketball. And um, we used to shoot on the hoops outside. And obviously it got cold. And Mr Barry used to see us playing in the cold. He said, nah, this is wild. He, so he used to come in and he used to open the gym. And he opened the gym and let us play. like So that we weren't out in the cold. And you know, like when you come from nothing, it's the small things that, raw somebody actually cares. Somebody actually saw us. We never asked, you know, we never asked him one day. He came. and said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna do this. You like, like playing ball? Come tell your friends." So we used to play ball anyway. Then we used to tell our friends. Before you know, there's twenty of us. Guess what? Because we came early to play ball, we were early for class. Mm-hmm. Mr. Barry was very, very smart with what he was. Cause we would play basketball in a playground and we'd be late for late for class. So he put us into an environment where now you're in this environment. I, I can build a relationship with you, but also I can make sure you finish on time so you're early for your lessons. So it was that type of, uh, that type of relationship. But Mr. Barry liked me. Like he just always, just, now I look back and I say, this brother just loved man in regards to, he saw something in me that I never saw in myself. And I always want to encourage people. If you can find a mentor, somebody older that you respect that has done stuff and lived Bro, it, it's a cheat code. People say, E man, how did you make it to 22, 22 youngest financial advisor in the country? Listen listen, in, in Barclays, I'm telling you, I was making more money at twenty two than my pups and my, my pups' friends. I was I was earning over fifty bags a year at twenty two. Straight. Company car, company credit card, mobile phone. I was life was Living sweet. The dream. Living the dream at twenty two. Do you know what I mean? Man not doing graduate schemes and you know, you're on, what, 18 at them times. This is this is way, way, way ago. You're on something low. I was on big adult, what people have family salary, and I was in my mum's yard. Do you know what I mean? I was I was big, I was spending everything. Like, I was everywhere. Do you know what I mean? But the, what helped me was the fact that Mr. Barry taught me the importance of mentorship and, and the importance to humble yourself and listen. And so because I learned that, I then took that into the workplace when I started at, at, um, at Barclays and found another mentor who, again, liked me and, and, and wanted to impart some wisdom in me. And so I remember he told me, listen, if you're on time, you're late. And I didn't get it. Because it, I'm part-time. You know, like when you're part-time, you, well, you can't tell me to come in 15 minutes before, you know, the bank opens. My contract yeah. says nine till five. I'm yeah. part, I arrive on time. I'm, I'm, I'm at <laughs> Nine. Obviously that means that me, me and the and the customers are coming into the branch at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And I'm still there with my sandwich and my and my and my drink and wait, I've got I've got to go and log into my thing. Do you know what I mean? But it's all mad. But I'm part-time. I'm saying, I'm not this is not even my thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm just here for the for the ride. And he was like, Listen, I like you, you've got a good personality, but if you're on time, you're late. And what he was basically trying to tell me is that to get somewhere early, there has to be preparation. And so, what he was showing me was is that for you to be early, you have to prepare. You have to think about your day. You have to plan what train because you know what train is going to get you on time. But now you need to you need to get the train before that, or even the one before that, just in case they cancel. I then started getting. I, I put my them times. It wasn't phone. It was watch. I put my clock, my watch f- thirty minutes early and I aimed to get everywhere 30 minutes early. I was arriving everywhere one hour early. When I arrived to the branch one hour early, guess who was there? The branch manager. And he said, right, if you listen to that, let me help you some more. So he started mentoring me in regard, just that one listen. And this is f- for young people. Just that one, you just listening that once. This guy is already a manager. He's already making, He's already. he doesn't have to. But just me taking the time to listen to this one thing that he said to me, in a one-to-one, and actually putting it into action, he said, nah, I'm going to tell you something else, and so I started getting one-to-one mentorship at work from the manager, well guess who chooses your promotion, guess who's going to make the recommendation, it's the manager, normally you've got to wait maybe once, once a month or once a quarter, I'm getting this every morning, because I decided to get to the place, listen to him and get early, so now he's taught me about about using my personality. What used to get me kicked out of class? And I tell people, sometimes the skills that you have in the wrong environment will get you in trouble, but in yes. the right environment will make you money.
1: Yes! 100%.
0: So my being banter and making people laugh and all of that in the classroom, that, was, that, that wasn't the right place for it. But in, 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 the, in the branch, with the knowledge of products and all the different services that we can offer... Put them together, and now I can I can create a rapport. I used to be so good on the till that I used to have people that would wait for me to serve them, even though there's a queue. They would they would I know oh, you go because they want they want me they want that experience. And so I was a cashier, the lowest in the branch, just the lowest level position. Yeah, if I wasn't in the branch, wouldn't reach their target. Sometimes. We allow a position to tell us where we're at. I was the lowest level person in that branch, but yet I was the most important person in that branch. The most important. Sometimes we allow titles and what people call us and what people say about us to make us feel this is where we belong. I was the lowest, but yet the most important. And therefore some the most respected. The, the the personal bankers used to fight. Oh, Manny's in today. I, I want I'm gonna get the leads from, from they used to fight over who I was gonna be passing my leads to because they knew the quality of the of the leads that I was passing. They knew they were gonna get the sell. So I've already I've already signed, still deliver it. But by the time that client sits down, they know what they're gonna get. I'm selling everything whilst serving them. Whilst still giving them a great experience and this is a skill. In the right environment with the right education. Then all of a sudden, I get I get to 22, finish my degree. They say, what do you want to be? Can you imagine a bank asking you, what do you want? They gave me any role. They said, what role do you want? I said, I want financial advisor. Boom, done. I went from cashier to financial advisor. It's after me, they stopped it. You can't even jump that. That many levels. I was to
1: say, like, let's, like, <laughs> you just said that, like, cashier to financial advisor, there are levels between yeah. that that normally take about ten years to go from one to the so other, now, one, and you just went boom, boom, just like that, straight because you were seven on the ground.
0: And and I'm telling you, and people, literally, Barclays changed the policy to say you can only go two levels at, at one time after me because I went from a level one to a level four. Uh, this is this is the effect that you're having, like. After me, they're like, actually, what? No, this, this shouldn't be allowed. We can't, you can't, we can't let people just do this anymore. Do you know what I mean? There, there, there has to be. So now you can only jump to real, real talk. This is real. That you can, it's, ask anyone in Barclays. They'll tell you. This is how it is. So what I'm saying is, is that sometimes we put these strengths on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, I didn't know how, but I did it. And I literally went and qualified. And I told people, I failed my exams. We had to take, Barclays paid for us to take exams. I failed each exam on the third attempt. I passed on the third attempt. I failed twice. And, and Barclays only paid for three times. I failed each one. But I finally got qualified. And then they did a, a reception, top floor, restaurant, Canary Wolf, Barclays. I've gone to the window. I'm so high up. I can't even see my estate, but I knew the direction. And that's wow. when I realised that you can say something to yourself. You can, and The power of saying something to yourself and making it happen I don't think sometimes we do not put it out there I know, I know people that are manifest I'm telling you I said I didn't know how I said I'm going to be in this building looking back at my estate at 13, 14 and by 22 it happened
1: See, I, I, I always say there's, there's two verses I hold on to the most like life and death and power of a tongue and write the vision and make it plain make it plain yeah. you exactly just said it right now like you had that vision at 14 and you stayed on course, but it wasn't just staying on course and yes, things were happening around with education yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but you were stepping into who you were and you yeah. used who you were as an individual to help you navigate and you listened. Yes. Like that manager telling you one thing and you listen to that, he's like, okay, this person's serious and a lot of times that happens where someone will drop some nuggets on you yeah. but you do nothing with it. Nothing. So we're like, you're not serious so they're, they're going to someone else. else? exactly. But doing something so simple as I'm going to get up early and do something with this Bro, a whole different world opened up to you, and someone invested and sold into you. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, and 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 it's so powerful. And I tell people like like just just if you do, you really want it. I think sometimes we say we want stuff, but we don't actually want it. We like the idea of it, but we don't really want it because what it takes to get the things that we want, we're not prepared to put in the work to do it. So when people say, "E man, I want to be like you," I'm like, "No, you want to be like you." Because that's how you, who you've been for the last 35 years. You've only been you. Mm. you never tried to change. That's why you're you and you're where you're at and I'm where I'm at. And when I tell you what it takes to do, to be like me, you, don't, you won't do it. You're not, you're not ready to work for free. You're not ready to go and give talks for free. You're not ready to, to start, come back from work and start reading and studying and, and really getting into stuff. You're not ready, you're not doing that. You want to come home, you want to watch EastEnders and you want to eat beans on toast. And that's cool. But just admit that that's what you want for you. Stop telling everybody about all these dreams that you have and all these things that you're going to do because your actions say you're going to do none of it. Jeez. Your action
1: reveals who you really are. And was there... any You know when you were doing your financial exams and you failed twice, was there any time where you felt like this was never going to happen? Like... This is my third try. I need to get this right. That All that pressure came on top of you.
0: Bro, it was it was crazy. I'm talking, I'm, remember, like, at this time, I'm taking these exams. I've been a cashier. These are higher level qualifications to, I've never seen 70%. Those are the pass marks, 70%. I've never seen 70, I told you my grades. I've never seen 70% in my life. But I said, I know the lifestyle that I want. And one thing I, I, Barclays really helped me was learning my learning style because they gave me a tutor, and when I got a tutor, the tutor was like, "No, what? What? That's not how you. The way you lear- The way you take it in is like this. You actually need to read it, and then after you read it, you need to write it down on these cards, and then after you write it down on these cards, you need to then highlight these cards, and then after you highlight these cards, you need to write it, again the bullet points from your bullet points. And so after go- going through this process. I'm getting these, I'm passing these exams. And so I'm like, wow, I never knew this. I never knew I needed the cards and I needed to be reading the cards and saying it out loud and acting it out. So I'm reading the cards and I'm acting out the answers because I'm a, I'm a visual, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm out there type person. Mm. So that's how I have, to, my, I have to bring that into my learning. I have to bring the energy. I can't just sit there and read and be bored. I need to bring it to life. I need to make it make sense and so now when people see my videos online they're like oh Eman, how do you make it so fun and so funny but that's how i had to learn it <laughs> i how i do my videos people think you may think it's funny you may think it's rude whatever. that is how i had to understand these complex financial um strategies and 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 formulas and things I, I had to create it in a way that i it could be entertaining and funny for me to take it in and understand it so when I'm in the exam I'm like oh, this man's saying da, da, da. I'm reading the question I'm like no that what you're saying is da, 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 and that's how I'm answering the question I had to break it down to my level and how I could understand it and so it was so important for me to learn my learning stuff so yes I failed and it was difficult and I thought oh am I not gonna make it but each time I pass and each time I managed to get through and now when I, do my, when I do my exams, I pass it, I live it. So I do it every day. So I'm learning. Whereas before I was coming from a point of cashier, I wasn't doing the job every day. So I'm, it's, I'm learning even the word. Sometimes it's simply understanding what the word means is the difference between getting the question right or wrong. So some of it is not even about reading the book, it's about reading the glossary. It's about actually spending time in the glossary. to up. Remember, my education wasn't great anyway. So a lot of words that I think I understand, I actually don't, they're actually not really, it's not even the right terminology. So I've actually had to spend time going through the glossary, understanding, okay, this is what this word means. Okay, this is how you would use this word in a sentence. Okay, when the word is in this way, this is what, so when I read the question, now I know the answer. Sometimes in life, we are answering the question we want to answer, not the question we are being asked
1: times in life where you're answering a question we want to answer rather the question we've been asked hmm. Let's that land for a minute <laughs> because then that becomes around how are you your perception exactly and how are you taking the time to actually interpret what's really required as opposed to just just going and acting or speaking rather than let me take it, let me take it in, let me think about it and then provide what I think or even asking questions. About, Ask actually, what do they really want here? Exactly. That extra step that re- that's required is that additional that you're talking about that, that's come through for you.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's, what, that's what really helps me. That's, what, that's what's really helped me understand is that actually don't just give a reply. Take time to think about it. Don't Even though you could be the loudest person in the room, you don't have to be. Sometimes we feel like people are going to expect, to, like when I'm out, you think, wow, oh, people expect me to be this joker. bro sometimes I just want to chill. I don't even want to say nothing. Do you know what I mean? I don't, even, I don't even want to crack no jokes today. I just want to, do you know what I mean? I just want to vibe. I've come out, I've done what I've, like I don't owe anybody anything. Do you know what I mean? Like it's my life. Like I'm the, I'm the, the only thing I can control. The only thing I can be ruler of is my life. I can't control anybody else what anybody else chooses to or not to do. So I'm going to make sure that I control my life and don't be controlled by the perception or thoughts of what people, what I think people expect from me or what I think people think I should be doing. No, I can only be doing what I'm doing and what I want to do and what's right for me. Doesn't mean I can't learn. Doesn't mean I can't get better. Doesn't mean I can't take correction. I try and learn something new every day. I, try, I learn from my kids. My kid. My oldest child is, is 10. I try and ask them, tell me something. I'm ready to learn. Because he hasn't been tainted by the world yet. His views and opinions haven't been, hasn't been damaged. That He's still got that clean, pure heart. He still believes he can think something and it can come true. Some of us, we lost that when we found out Santa wasn't real. And that, that was it. <laughs> that was it. After that, we lost, the, we lost the belief that we can think something and it can happen. Do you know what I mean? Like he's still got that, and so these are things. Sometimes we have to find the child in us in certain environments. When I when I'm in some boardroom, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Like these men don't. I, I know what I know. We go into meetings and we're putting all this pressure on ourselves. Oh, oh, they expect me to do this. Oh, because I'm black, I got to do this. Oh, because I'm from the hood, I need them to. bruv, Some. I was walking around with so much pressure on myself. Yes. telling myself that I am the, the, these people's only example of a black man and so I must act in this way or I must behave in this way Ah, listen, I can't ha- carry the whole community on my shoulders it's hard enough trying to be me let alone trying to represent everybody, do you know what I mean? Yeah. that's a lot of pressure and we walk around with these places because we are, we are in environments where we are the only one and then it's that trace do we, do we, do we lose ourselves and become more like them so we fit in or do we stand out and then all of a sudden we start sure. to get picked at and get discrimination and racism and, and then we have to just swallow that and if we still want to keep our jobs, it's not easy.
1: It's not. It's not. That that choice is not easy, but it also shows how much... That point you just made, in particular, I was having a conversation not too long ago, and I was saying to someone that a lot of the times the reason why we as black people in particular get stuck is we're carrying so much baggage and a lot of that baggage is not ours. It's not ours. And we're carrying the whole community's baggage on our back and that's keeping us stuck. If we can learn to let go of that baggage we start to move forward and actually what we need then need to do is create more doorways and pathways for other people to carry their own baggage through. That's how you start to make a difference as opposed to staying stuck. And that's you speaking about your, you being you Yeah. And you representing you and showing up as you, rather than what the perception of other people think you should be, sounds like it's been a fundamental shift to you and how you've made progress,
0: bro. When I tell you, like, I remember, like, my wife, yeah, love my wife, she's like my best friend, and bro, I remember when Kevin Hart cheated on his wife, yeah. If you know how vexed my wife was for days, like, I was like, bro, nobody's cheated on you. What, what, what's your problem? (laughs) Like, do, do you see what I'm saying? Like we literally <laughs> taking somebody else's burden. Like, why are you mad? <laughs> like, what's going? On? <laughs> what's going on? Like, and we do this. We There's do something this. You tell
1: me. Like, do like, you know Kevin? Like, like
0: <laughs> what? <are you> <laughs> Is that your <laughs> you're bridging? You not gone dinner? Like, what's going on here? But like, even us as guys, like, we will feel like, oh no, I'm from the hood. And so, what does that mean? Like So if you, if you now act professional Or if you wear a shirt and tie Or all of a sudden Where you're from You're no longer from there Listen I, went, I grew up in the hood No one can ever take that away from me Whether I talk in a posh accent Or whether I talk like I'm, I know what I've been through Do you know what I mean? I know the sacrifices I've been through I know what it's like To get stopped and searched For no reason I know what it's like To hear a police siren And be nervous Even though you've never Committed a crime in your life I know this I know what it's like To really grow up in the hood Do you see what I'm saying? I know you see friends today They're gone tomorrow I know friends that had to be, had to be parents to their parents in, at 12, 11, 13 years old. Like I, I've seen poverty and, and know what it's like to miss out. But I still made it. I'm not, I'm not defined by it. Do you see what I'm saying? And I think too many of us come from these environments and be like, no, I've got to keep it real. What, real for what? For who? For who? Mm-hmm. For who? I'm like, I'm real to myself. And that's real enough. As long as I am happy with the decisions that I make and I'm comfortable with the decisions I make for me and for my family, that's, that's all I'm accountable to. I'm, I'm not here to, trying to make sure that you're happy. Oh, oh, E-Man, you know, like, you know, we're black and that we shouldn't have done. Or Eman, you should have said something. Oh, Black Lives Matter. Eman, what's your opinion? Listen, I do finance. Let me chill out. Like, do you know what I mean? Not every day I'm trying to be Malcolm X or Martin Luther King. Listen, I do finance. You want to know about an ISO, holler at me. Do you know what I mean? Not every day, like, I'm not trying to represent the black community on everything. Do you know what I mean, like? And some days I might wake up and, yes, I want to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I want to share my experiences. But it doesn't make me fake or real if on each any day. And if somebody else doesn't like it, there's so many other people out here. Like, I always tell people, my social media is my social media. Like, if you don't like it, you don't have to follow. Yeah. Like, i see some of the comments and i think you took time to comment this really you could have just not followed me you could have you could block me i wouldn't even know you existed i only now know you exist because you chose to and then i realized that's what you want so now i blank it. so you comment i leave it guess what you don't comment again one of the biggest problems is we, we can't just let it go we always feel like we've got to prove points to people that who, who are they? You've never got a real account. Got a fake name. You've got no picture. And now I'm supposed to start having an online conversation with you about my own views on my own channel. <laughs> it's funny.
1: Oh, I tell you, my, my, my new tune for this year is um, Toby's and Nwigwe's tune, Unfollow Me. It's a <laughs> bruv. I'm not sure you heard it, but that yeah, yeah, tune requires that, yes. Comment. Because exactly, this, like, I, ain't got, I ain't got time to see, like, you want to comment, comment, say what you want to say, that's on you. But I ain't got time and yeah. mental energy for that. I mean, let me focus on what I'm here to do. Exactly. And you know what? If you want to comment away, comment away, because actually, you're actually helping me. Because yes. the more you comment, <laughs> you help me from an algorithm point. So keep exactly. on doing, doing
0: it. Like. Exactly. exactly. I remember being scared sometimes that, oh, can I post this? This person might be a friend. Listen, man, post it anyway now like if you're offended we can have a conversation do you know what I mean if if you follow like but I check if you follow me if you don't follow me and you want to comment I'll just leave it I ain't gonna mm-hmm. you obviously you don't know man so you, you've the algorithm sent it to you you've read it if you haven't taken the time to look at other stuff that I've done and you want to then that's fine do you know what I mean if you're really offended I might message you or I might DM you but in reality if you're not making a, a valid point I just let it go like I need to I need to be my true self and experience explain this from my point of view and that might be different from yours. And that's fine. We're allowed to think different. I think sometimes we feel like we must think the same. Everybody must think the same thing. No, we're allowed to have a difference of opinions. It's okay. Like, life will still go on. Do you know what I mean? And that's something I think we forget how short life is. And that life still goes on. Look how much people unfortunately died in the lockdown. In 20, people were dropping like flies. It was like, they were announced on the news. 20,000, 50,000, hundred in a day. And you're like, what? And, and how many people didn't get to see tomorrow? So why am I going to waste my time putting out negative energy? Because that negative energy kills the positive energy. And that positive energy I need to think the thoughts I need to, to make the money I want to make, to live the life I want to make. So actually, yes. nobody's going to hurt my pocket being negative.
1: I love that. I love that. And thing about you thinking positive you had a vision around 14 yeah. to Canary Wharf. Yeah. And then you now went from Canary Wharf to, I got a vision to be the financial advisor for the nation. Yeah. Like, walk me through that. Because that's like going from one to, <laughs> my to the next level.
0: <laughs> Trust me. You know what's mad here is that if, let's, if I'm being honest, coming from where I come from, Barclays would have been enough. I could have sat in Barclays for the rest of my life and I would have got ratings. I would, have got, I would have got all the respect in the world, do you know what I mean, from those that know me, because people that come from where I come from don't make it to, to these positions. But, you know, for me, it just wasn't enough. Like, I remember, I, and I'm a man, I go to church, and I remember, yeah, I went to church, 800 people, and one day I, I looked around and I said, how come I don't see nobody in this room or anybody that looks like anybody in this room During the week. Mm. Sometimes when you deep your, like we come here on a Sunday and celebrate and call ourselves family and we love each other. And you know, I mean, people have known you since you were born. Do you know what I mean? They got, they bring out pictures of your christenings and all these types of things. But I think, how come I ain't never seen no, none of you or anybody that looks like you during the week. Yet I know you exist. And when I had to deep it, I said, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. no. I gotta be the change that I wanna see. I can't just keep helping rich people get richer and people go from 2 million to 5 million to 10 million. And my people are out here driving, got Rolls Royces on council estates and Bentley's on council estates. And you're, you're here flying to Dubai and you're living in, in your mum's bed. You're even sharing bed in your mum's house with your little bro pee in the bed. Yeah, you're on Instagram with bottles of champagne. I don't understand, I don't understand. And so I said, listen, I got, I got to be the change I want to see. And actually I felt like this environment, I couldn't be me. Too much regulation, too much restriction. And I didn't feel appreciated. I didn't feel, though I was doing amazing, I didn't feel appreciated. I felt, I felt like I was a token. Like I felt like I could always get a job because I was the token. They hired me because they wanted to look more diverse. Before the, all of this diverse, it was just like, oh, ain't it great to have a smart black person? Let's, let's let them in and show how how forward thinking we are.
1: Mm.
0: And then, obviously, when budget cuts come, oh, sorry, we've got to make you redundant. We're forward thinking, but it's all about money at the end of the day. And after being made redundant three times, I was like, you know what? I'm not letting these guys do this. The final time, i just come back from having my fourth child went on two weeks paternity, come back, and it made me redundant. Whoa. Made me redundant. And let me tell you something. And like I said, I'm a man of faith. So at that time, it was painful. It was very painful. But I need you to understand, sometimes we have to go through these things because we never would reach where we're supposed to be if we don't go through it. 100%
1: Hundred percent
0: because when these men made me redundant, and I had to come home and tell my wife throughout I've been made redundant we got we got a two week old baby here made redundant, and I'm the main breadwinner in the yard and I said to her, Listen, I'm not going back. I'm not going to allow these people to to be able to Take me when they when they want to take pictures, and then throw me away when they feel like okay, we've done enough. We we're diverse enough now. People already believe it enough now. We've we've ticked enough boxes. Let's save some money and get rid of E-Man. Luckily for me, I had a good HR manager, and this is where sometimes in life, like she she has a black partner and and a child, so so we used to get on, and she really related with man. And so on the way out, when they made me redundant, she got me the most money. She, when I, like, she got me the most money she could, like without losing her job. Do you know what I mean? Like she went from she let me get she let her whole payday go, and then started the calculation from there, and then added in the holidays. When that when she when that money dropped, plus with what I had, I was like, I don't need to work for another nine months. And this is the importance of keeping your lifestyle low. Sometimes we we live to the amount of money that we make. And then when things change, now we're, in, now we're in a problem. But me, I live to, I know my lifestyle. And my income is always much higher than my lifestyle. So if my income changes, I know I only need a lower amount to survive, to get by. And so I said, "Run wow, nine months, I said, I'm not going back. I looked at my wife, I said, I'm not going back. I gotta make this work. And so every day I was on social media, twice. I was posting, I was like, if, I'm, if I post once a day when I'm employed, Now that I'm full-time, I can post twice a day. I was posting twice a day. I was replying to every comment. I was replying to every DM. I was creating lists of new content. I was watching other people's content to get ideas for my content. I was looking at what was going well. I was then reviewing my content to see, oh, this one did well. This one didn't do well. Let's do more of this. I was doing lives, regularly doing lives. Before it was a thing, I was doing lives and boom, it just blew. And then before, I got made redundant in in, in, uh, um, February. I was born in February, so I made redundant in February. By um, August, I got a television show with Channel 4 of the same year. Wow. Just six months. And I tell people sometimes to really follow your dream, you have to be self-employed. You have to be about your dream. You have to live, eat, sleep that dream every single day. But put the financial things in place so you can afford to do that. But sometimes if you really want to get to where you want to get to, you could have to, your only sole focus, sole purpose has to be the dream. And so every day I woke up, there was no such thing as Saturday or Sunday. Every day was a day to work. Every day was a day to work towards a dream. And every day I just worked. And in six months I went from just on social media doing my thing to national television show did the show that came out then we had lockdown 2020 then we had george floyd and all of a sudden the media said loads of people are having financial issues due to lockdown we need to talk more about finance oh and we need a blackface hello <laughs> And this is where we talk about oh, people are waiting for opportunities.
1: Your gift you, will make room
0: for you. You understand? <laughs> you have to go and put in the work and then the opportunities will be created. If I was waiting until the lockdown and then said, Oh look, they're looking for they're looking for black people now on the television, let me start, it'd be all too late. I'm already doing it. I've already I've already doing it consistently. So when they're looking, I'm easy to find.
1: Mm-hmm. Was that how they found you via social media in the first first Channel Four show?
0: So the first show, like for me again, this is where working with people and being able to get on. So actually, they approached my, my my good friend Bola Soul. Um, she's that she does finance and content yeah, creating Bola. as well. So they approached Bola, and then at the end of Bola's um, interview, they were like, "Oh, do you know anyone else that does this finance thing?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, you just speak to my boy Eman." She gave them gave them my number, and then she. I remember, I never forget. She just calls me and she's like hey bro i've i've given your number to some people at channel four i don't know if it's real or not i don't know if they're gonna call or not i don't know what's gonna happen but if they call just know that i gave them your number the next day they called me did the interview went through the next stage bola was there went through the filming stage where we had to practice like a test whatever bola was there like throughout the whole thing and then i got it and then bola didn't even get it in the end she didn't even get on the show do you know how happy she was for me do you know, every day right, w- when I went to film in Scotland, brother would be messaging me, yo, bro, kill it today. Smash it. Like, I can't wait for it to come out. This is, I I got this opportunity. Listen, and now she's got her own book. She's doing, she's doing amazing. Do you understand? And this she's is what I talk it. about. Your time is coming. Like, you don't need to be upset if you don't get a certain opportunity. And you don't need to. Sometimes we have this, keep it to myself. I remember watching someone that, um talking about these TikTok and how these TikToks, go viral when when, when white audiences take the black dance and do it on TikTok, it goes viral. But when the black people do it, it doesn't. And the the woman said, that's because the white communities, white people have communities that want to support them. So they see, rather than see them as competition, rather than see someone do a dance, like in our community, we'll see someone do a dance, I think, I've got to do a dance better than that and go do a dance. Whereas in the white community, well, someone's doing a dance. Let me do the same dance. Let me support the dance. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to beat that. I'm supporting it, and it spreads. And if we spend more time just supporting rather than competing, we would get further.
1: Hmm. For for a, for a hot minute, I've been having a lot of conversations, especially in the culture, as you can imagine, the last two yeah. years around the power of collaboration and we've been told and we've had this I'm going to call it the crabs in the bucket mentality Yeah, where just based on the culture and environment it's always been only one, only two that's about it but actually like you've just said one by putting in the work but two surround yourself with great people who are rooting for you and encouraging you and you're all supporting each other things happen opportunities happen and things get created when you're like genuinely one I care about this person I want to see them win regardless whether I win or not but it's we're doing this as a community we're doing this as a collective there's a power in that collective that moves and makes things happen and this is just a great massive 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 example that i love i love to hear how like bola was encouraging me like yeah bro go for it have a great day and i'm just like i said she's doing amazing things now but that's just powerful man i love to hear those things man.
0: no definitely and so did the show Black, then after that, now because of Black Lives Matter, we had BBC, ITV, Ch- Channel Four came back again, do stuff for them. Then newspapers, magazine, bro, it was just after the other. I got an agent. Even how I got an agent, this is what I'm trying to say. You don't know who who you're who you're surrounded with, and just be nice to everybody. Just be nice to everybody. And some people find that difficult, like because we again remember what I said about the levels. I don't care. You can call me talent you can call me star that doesn't mean because somebody's a runner and has to go get me drinks and water and make sure that i'm going to talk to them in a in a in a, in a, in a, in a downplay way i'm going to look down on them because they're but they're helping me so i'm even grateful i'm even i'm even i'm even in a place of gratitude i owe you i'm trying to know your name what do you want to do in life can i drop some nuggets for you to help you along your way because you're helping me on a daily basis mm-hmm. but some of us see you're at run i don't talk to the runners that. Like, they run out. They're just to send out, and that's your mentality. But let me tell you, one day runner, tomorrow director. This is how life works. Do you know what I mean? And when then cashier, on their financial planner. Exactly. <laughs> Facts. And and so it's like at the end of the day, it's like be nice to everyone. So when we did the first TV show, I did it with a woman called Anna Williamson, who does Celeb Go Dating, Celebs Go Dating, which is a big show been on Channel Four for for long. And she added her agent to the WhatsApp group. I was like, I don't even know what this is. I was like, so I was like, listen, Anna, we get on really well. We call each other brother and sister. And I was like, Anna, can I speak to your agent? Do you think your agent would represent me? I don't even know if I need one. She's like, yo, bro, let me hook this up. Send me to her agent. Agent's name Sam. Spoke to Sam. Sam was like, you know what? I've got so much talent at the moment that I'm managing. I don't know. Obviously, you've done this show, but you've only done the show, you haven't really got any any other things going or whatever. I was just like, Sam, if you give me the opportunity, if you represent me, I'm telling you, we're going to bust. It's going to blow. Sam was like, let me think about it. Two days later, I come back. I was like, okay, I'm going to represent you. Let's do this. We start doing working together, bit by bit, bringing in deals here, stuff that I'm doing naturally, just talking before you know, like, now... Bro, no never lie. email will come through. Uh, Emmanuel, we got this. We got this campaign that we're doing. We want you to do it. This is the budget. Can you do it? I'll just say, it. hi. Thanks for your email. Sam will handle it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> bro. Like now, I know that you know I'm one of I'm one of Sam's top revenue generators. Out of, like, but she took me when I was when There was nothing. I don't feel any way for her to take her cut or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And now we meet, we work together, we get deals together, we do, like, do you know what I mean? I feel like, she knows the misses. we get, we get on so well. And so, for me, it's like, sometimes we do stuff and we're just so focused on what we can do. No, I need Sam. I need, I need, and I'm just going to say it plainly, I need a nice white lady to go in there and go and negotiate. Because guess what? She's got bigger clients than me that she's negotiated contracts for. So she knows man's worth. Sometimes we are negotiating deals for ourselves, but we are from nothing. So we will think a thousand pounds is a lot of money. When really that client should be paying Mm ten. But you haven't got the person in the room to speak for you. And also, why am I talking about my own money? I look greedy. Let the agent do it, it's what's expected.
1: When you when you let people operate in their zone of genius, Come you on. operate in your zone of genius, and that's how, like I said, everyone wins. As opposed to you trying to do everything and hold on to everything when you don't need to. Hundred percent.
0: I always talk about people are so comfortable having a hundred percent of nothing. I want to own a hundred percent of nothing. You have nothing, but you've got you own it all, and that's that's good. I, I have ownership. No, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to. I'm ready to have. I'm ready to have one percent of a whole lot. Than a hundred percent of nothing, and sometimes people don't understand. Like there are deals that are being done where a man are g- getting commission on a, on a property, one percent, two percent, but the property is worth ten mil, fifteen mil. This is, but we are we are out here trying to fight for a hundred percent. of oh, I want to have complete ownership. Of every, no, let me partner, because guess what? While I'm doing this right now, Sam's making calls. Sam's sending emails. Sam's looking at potential clients that I can work with. Emails are coming in. I'm forwarding them on to Sam. This is She's working and making me money whilst I'm here making money.
1: It's a no-brainer when you think about it. But That allows you to, to step back and be like, you know what? Today, I'm playing father role. I'm doing podcasts. But in the background, things are still moving. The business is still churning. People are in place to help me do what needs to be done.
0: And, and that's something that we, 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 we run too many sole businesses. We have businesses where we are the sole person we are the we are the um, talent and we are the the directors and we are the cleaners like could you imagine going to Microsoft and Bill Gates is opening the door like good morning <laughs> could you imagine so we we, we doing it <laughs> what are you doing I, it's not that he can't do it I'm sure he will do it very well with a nice smile on his face but he is worth more his time is worth more that's why some of my clients they say, they say, listen, we're going to pay for a driver or pay or you're going to get Uber. Because while you're in the car, you are making money. You are now able to take calls. You are now able to do time is money. So sometimes we have to spend to make money. I'm not opposed to that as long as you know why you're doing it. And some of us, we are out here being the cleaner. We are out here answering the calls. We're out here doing it when actually if we just focused on what we do best, which is the high ticket and leave people that don't need the experience and everything to do the low ticket, mm. you have more time for to do high ticket, which means you make more money
1: part of it goes back into the one. People are now saying that, but how can I afford it? And like you said, well, if my time is worth 10K, come I'm on spending my time doing 1K work, you're never going to afford it. How? But with that 10K, I've got someone coming in for 500 and they can actually expand my 10 to 20. They're paying for themselves. And, yeah. and that's that's the whole, like you said, there's mentality. It's how you're looking at things and how you have that vision as opposed to this is what I can do now. No, well, how can I expand this to keep on growing? The more it keeps on growing and compounding,
0: the better and, and, and there's so many schemes I mean the, the government have had um, the kickstart scheme yeah. you can get someone in for six months if you can make it work in six months you can't keep, keep them on you've got young people finishing uni struggling to get a job you can give them an apprenticeship you can, give them an, you can give them an internship and if they do well carry on there are so when it's time to make money there are so many listen we know when we want to when you want to go party you know how to phone friends for that I don't see why when you want to do business and make money, you can't phone the same friends. And if you can't, you need to find some new friends. Mm. Some new people around you. You're telling me none of your friends ain't got a a younger brother or sister that's not working at the moment, that can't come in and do, can't come in, you can't show them how to do phone calls or reply to emails. We've got Grammarly these days. The spelling is even taken care of. Do you know what I mean? It's real talk. There's no excuses that Grammarly will check everything. So as long as as long as you, and then you template it. My emails are templated. I work on we spend time to work on one email. This is this is the this is the welcome email. This is the inquiry email. This and then all we do we just paste it and change the name and that's it. It's workflow. simple stuff. Why would I be replying to all the emails? It wouldn't make sense if I'm saying the same thing over and over again in an email. I can pay someone to do that. And even how about we get a VA. Now I get a VA, I only pay when they do stuff by the hour. An email is what, five minutes if it's templated. Hmm. So if I'm paying by the hour, that's, look how many emails that is. 12 emails before I've even paid. And I might be paying 10 pound or 20 pound an hour. This is how we make our money work. This is how we make it work. This is how we move.
1: What would you say is um, the best way that people can start to change? their mindset and in yeah. particular their financial mindset around the kind of things we're talking about now so they can start to actually make a difference and make a shift in their lives.
0: I think the biggest thing for me is being intentional. When I sit down with clients, I said, are you intentional? You want to change? Or are you being intentional? What are your intentions? I don't think people understand. They don't understand what I'm talking about. They're looking at me confused. I'm, what are your... If you, if you say... I want to be better with money i you, when you're on instagram are you are you watching people talking about money when you're on youtube are you spending time money when you're watching the television are you watching shows that are about business or money when you're when you're making meetings, when you're having calls are you talking about like are you intentional mm. are you being intentional with what you say you want for yourself if i want my business to grow Am I am I prepared to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to go to business breakfast meetings, to go and sit down and network with other business owners and ask questions to find out how they're good at their business, make connections for my business and improve my network? No, because you don't want the alarm. You don't want to wake up until the sun is up. So therefore, you don't want it, which is okay. I want people to know it's okay not to want it. This generation, I feel like we've been pushed to say that we, we must want to be successful. We must want to make all the money in the world. We must, like, it's okay. If you don't want it, it's okay. It's okay to live in your mum's house till 50. It's okay to wait for your grandma to die for you to inherit money. It's okay. If that's your plan and that's your goal and that gives you the life that you want to live, it's okay. That's just not me. That's just not the life I want. So if, if, if you don't follow me and hear me talk, I'm going to be triggering you. Of course, I'm going to trigger you, because that's not what I want. So that's not what that's not the words of wisdom that's going to come out of my mouth. So you need to follow somebody else. But if you know you want to change your life and you want to change your situation and you want living proof that it's possible, then follow me. I'm sharing every day, the places that I'm going, the things that I'm doing, every day. The other day, the um, the gas prices went up. The gas price went up. Gas and electricity. The price cap went up. I had Sky News, ITV, and Channel 4 all message me to want to talk about this. Am I the only financial advisor in the country? Am I the only person that talks financial, personal finance? But I have worked hard enough to get into a position where when things happen, they think, well, we need to find out what Eman thinks about this. It'd be great to get Eman's opinion on this. If I can do it, you can do it. But do you want it, is the question. And are you being intentional? So for me, reading books like Who Moved My Cheese, oh Lord, that book is, is, is powerful. You can, it doesn't matter where you are in life, you can apply it to any point in your life and it will make a difference, it will make a change. Who Moved My Cheese? Key person of influence. When you understand the importance of influence. See, so many people that talk about I'm an Influencer. You're influencer, but can you influence people to part with their money? Mm. Can you influence value into other people's lives? See, when you become a key person of influence, money is made all around you. Because either you are connecting one person with another, and you can take a cut for that. Or you have created value, and other people want to pay for the value you're creating. But before you can create value, you need to add value to yourself that's the part that we miss. We look on social media and we see people delivering content or doing stuff. We say, I want to do that. But have you taken the time to add value to yourself, to be in a position where you can add value to somebody else?
1: That's it. Starts with you first.
0: It has to. So these are the types of things that for me that I I talk about. And then it's about empowerment. So, you know, having finance, you know, reading the finance books, like, you know, um, Richest Man in Babylon, and Rich Dad Poor Dad. These are like fundamental books for me when it comes to finance and money management and mindset that get you down. Looking at how you can change your life and change your situation financially, and then it's about also looking at what's important, knowing your why. Yesterday, I did a, I did I did a a post um that, like Dell advert. I'm like, listen, Dell want to advert. Bro, I'm just going to take a picture of my kids. That's what's important to me. And they love being in my content. They love being on my, on my social media. They love, take, like, do you know what I mean? And it's like, look, yo kids, the company's paying me to take a picture. Come in, jump in the picture. Let's, let's take a picture. Took a picture. And I told people my favourite part about working from home is 3.45 when my kids get home. Mm. That is my favourite part. I didn't get that when I worked in the city. Sometimes they were already asleep before I got home. And now I get to work from home and then they come in and they just surround me and tell me about their day and their lives and what they're doing. Sometimes they're so excited, they can't even wait. I'm, I'm head, my head is going for back and forth, all of them talking at the same time. Daddy, look at this. Daddy, I did this. Oh, I got this. And I say, yes, this is it. This is why I'm working. This is my why. So when when I go on social media and I see people going trips to Dubai or when I see someone's bought, I say, well done for you. I'm happy for you because this is my trip to Dubai. Me spending time with my kids, me investing in my children, me being an active father. That's my trip to Dubai. That's my my new car.
1: And you living your vision as an example and a model to them as well to show them what's possible is... I think it's the best thing that you can ever do, where you can show them like, "Daddy, Daddy had this vision from day dot, and Daddy keeps on elevating and having no further not start and keep on working towards it because that's exactly what you're doing,
0: bro." When I tell you like, my kids will will go on to go on, go on, they got Sky, they'll go on Sky Planner and they will find my shows and they will sit and watch my shows. Like I will go into their room and they will be watching my shows. Oh, Daddy, we just watch your show. This person is so silly with money. I can't believe and and I just. I just smile because when I grew up we had Mr. Motivator we had you know we had man that we didn't really couldn't really rate the only man that we, like you know that we really could say we could really rate like that was black on the television was Sir Trevor McDonald you know what I mean But mm. like, he was doing news and he talked in a, in a in a in a posh voice and you know we didn't really feel like we could relate we respected though you know in my house that tenor, that news everyone had to stop yeah. the big watch man's it. on TV you know we watch it yeah do you know what I mean? We take time to watch it. We're proud. But now my kids see it and they don't, they don't feel like, they feel like it's, it's not impossible. My dad's on TV, like, so of course I can get on TV. My dad has a YouTube channel or does content. Of course I can create content. It's not, it's not something that's foreign to them. They see it every day. And that's what we need to start doing. Like this disconnect. Like, I, I feel like my parents hid so much from me being an adult now, I realised that these that were juggling so much and they just hid it to, so that we didn't really have to feel it. But it's important to, to share like the, the, the struggle and the process and what you need to go through and what you're learning and, and get the kids involved because it's going to come to them. And it's my priority. I remember in the lockdown, my kids always get good grades from school. And I remember in the lockdown, I was doing some English and maths. I said, ah, you don't know that one? thinking how come the teacher's telling me how good you are and then i realized that mine's putting too much pressure on the teacher the teacher got 25 30 kids of course much kids are well behaved they know how to behave so of course they're going to get good grades and good marks and get good comments and so forth but in in the reality is it's on me it's on me and my wife to make time so 2021 i went three days a week Last year, I worked three days a week because I was like, I've got to pick these kids from school more. I've got to take them take, take them home. I've got to help them with their homework more. I've got to get them active and get them up to a level that I'm comfortable that they know what they're doing. And they did that. And so now I'm back working five days a week again. Because they're my responsibility. That's my duty. I've got, I've got to look after that. I've got to sort that out. Bro, so
1: many, many... Gems, you've dropped today, and there's so many directions we could have gone. I I, didn't, I was like, you know what? Let's just this is heading this one because it's <laughs> so it's so important. That it's and it's real talk, and I think there's something around you and your story that really captivates me. Which, in the sense of, you're someone who is willing to serve in the trenches, like that. I can see that coming all the way through. Where the the vision is there, but you're willing to be the lowest of the low. But at that level, while you're low, you're doing what you need to do you're excelling yeah. you're communicating you're thriving and it's not like oh my gosh i'm looking up like how do don't respect me like no i'm here so let me do me mm-hmm. and every single level you get to you keep on doing that And when you have that beginners learners mindset and that humility to be like i'm going to keep on learning but also keep on contributing you can see that escalation and you backing yourself as well be like you know what nah, i want to i want to do this i want to change yeah. this this is the vision i need to put the work into it yeah things start to shift and move and to other people it's like oh my gosh look at you blown up nowhere like you said 15 years in the game and if you go way back to when you Come were 14 on. longer in the game since think Come you've on. had this dream and this vision and you've been working towards it and navigating obstacles but staying true to you as i'm a family man so that's important to me mm-hmm. and then everything else flows through after that and exactly. bruv it's, it's, a, it's an amazing journey man it's an absolutely amazing journey
0: thank you man thank you my bro man you know and for me it's really important to come on platforms like this to to share and I think sometimes we look at, oh, you know, we want to be, like, it's important, like, what's most important to me is helping my people and sharing my story and any knowledge and anything I can with my people. I think sometimes we look to get accolades from other people or other or other communities or, no, like, we should be proud. Like, I always used to get vexed and I used to watch, like, BET Awards and I wouldn't see, like, Jay-Z or them turn up and I'm thinking, but you will turn up to the Oscars or, do you know what I mean? And it's like, now, this is our thing. When it comes to our thing, we've got to be here. We've got to be present. We've got to take it serious. We've got to take the time to to support one another. Because at the end of the day, if we don't have each other, we have nothing. Do you know what I mean? Because people are waiting for our downfall out in the workplace every single day. People are waiting for us to fail. And when we fail, you know the maddest thing is, when we fail, it's the community that we turn to. But when we were up, it's the community that we turned our backs on. Mm. And that has to change. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. And I guess the the last question I'm going to ask you, that I always finish off with: How do you define leadership? Uh,
0: for me, when it comes to leadership, leadership is is for me is about example. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm I think leadership is about service. I think that's what's most important when when it comes to leadership. I think sometimes we, we allow the title of leadership. Oh, I'm in charge, so therefore I make the big decisions and maybe I do less work. But for me, if I'm a leader, I'm, a, I'm serving those that I'm leading. My job is to understand what motivates you, what's important to you, and how can I, how can I make sure that this project or this, this thing that we're on or this journey that we're going on can service you? How do I be of benefit to you? Because if I can be of benefit to you, I know you will give it all to what we're doing. And sometimes I feel like we feel like, oh no, as long as I pay you, that's it. That's all, that's, that's it. But no, actually what motivates you? And for me to understand that, I've got to serve you. I've got to know, I've got to take time to understand where you're at, what your needs are, what are the things that are important to you and how can I help? That's leadership. How can I help you? Help me help you. And when I And once I've done that, People will run through a brick wall. People will do whatever. There's no such thing as as you know, work ends at this time. It ends when it's done. And that's so important. Like, but people that comes because they know that you care about them and not just this project or this this thing that we're doing. Like you care about their well being and and what's best for them. And sometimes leadership is letting people go. Sometimes a leadership is letting people go. Like if I'm really a leader I want what's best for you, not what's best for me. And so because I want what's best for you, actually we've done enough. And I've done this so many times in my company where I've developed someone up and I said, listen, now go get your corporate job. I'm gonna give you a reference. Because I understand the level of pay that they deserve. I understand the qualities that they have. And I understand that they need to go out there and go and get that now. And I appreciate the time that we've had together and we've worked together. But I know as a leader, I can create another one of you because I created you, didn't I? So I can go and do this again. If, as long as I know to identify the right characteristics, I can do this time and time again. But you are not going to stay stagnant or limited under me. My job is to get you to the level, let you go and provide you with the reference and, and guidance and, as we go along this journey. To me, that's leadership.
1: Jeez! i said at the start if i want a good example of what it's like to have someone leading himself and leading others you personify that and you have just shown that in so many ways as you've navigated your story today so i appreciate you coming on my brother no thank you for and having I appreciate, me appreciate it's great to see you on the screen and you're doing you come on you're doing you in your own authentic way that for me yeah. just speaks volumes man so love it love to see it
0: thank you bro keep up the great work man keep doing this and um yeah, I look forward to getting this out there, and yeah, man, I'm here to support. So, yeah, you know, we we all win together. So, if you've got any guests that you want to get on, and you're like, nah, they're not, they're blanking my messages. Let me know. <laughs> let me know. I got you. I got you. Yes, brother. This is everyday leadership. <laughs>
1: and I'll see you next week.